Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now on Kumite Radio for the first time is Gerald Ung. He is the CEO of World Lethway Championship. Hey What's going on, Gerald? This is good, man. How are you? Good, good. Uh, let's start off with you. How did you become the CEO of World Lethway Championship? Uh, I, I used to work for one championship back in 2013, um, doing public relations there for about two and a half years. And then I moved on to um, sports television, a few different TV stations. So um, my current bosses here at, at World Lightweight Championship, they were, st- they were planning to invest in, in Lightweight and they've already had a prior relationship with one championship and they needed somebody to help guide them in terms of the, the fight world and, and how and to navigate fighters and marketing and, and stuff like that, which I've done in one championship. So, so um, yeah, they offered me a job. I never been to Myanmar before that. Uh, packed my bags and moved here and been here ever since. All right. Sounds good. How was life in uh, Yangon? It's, it's good. It's good. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun. Um, there's a lot of opportunities here. That's the, that's the good thing about a developing country that just opened up. There's tons of things you can, you can um, do. Of course, they're, they're, it comes with its own challenges, but, but um, Myanmar and Yangon especially is pretty special place to be right now. Now, when you think about Myanmar, you think of like a country that is developing. What advantages do you have as a growing promotion in a developing country? I think, in general, I think that's one of the reasons why Lewe hasn't really got that famous compared to um, other traditional martial arts in the area. Myanmar Myanmar has been kind of a hermit country for past 20, 30 years, and they're just slowly opening up now. Never had that boom of tourism that Thailand kind of had that helped to grow the spot there. Um, and now that now that... Myanmar's opening up to the world. People are, we the way we see World Lewe Championship is that it's a platform not just for the sport of Lewe, but also to exhibit the culture and the traditions of, of Myanmar. So if you see our events, it's, um, there's Burmese orchestra, the fighters come out in traditional Burmese garments. So we try to integrate the culture because that's when you watch something like that on TV, that's, that's our advantage, I guess, because... It's not a generic fight show. There's a lot of culture and there's a lot of um, intricacies into the life of a, of, of Myanmar. Yeah, then you guys are definitely doing that with the shows that you guys put on. And also another thing that came out recently was Fight World on Netflix. If you go to episode three, it focuses on Myanmar. It focuses on Letway. And actually, a World Letway Championship is you know, on the show. They, they go to a show. Uh, what was your involvement with the show? 
Uh, that was a really cool experience. I think it happened about two or three events ago. Um, yeah, we just got a call from from some of the guys who produced the show in in the states, and they said um, they're doing the show and and they want to showcase Lewin, and that's the entire reason why they came to our ep- to to our show, and that's the entire episode. The entire episode is centered around our show, um, which was a really cool, fun experience. Um, showing the host Frank Grillo around Myanmar and introducing him to different gyms, different uh, fighters and people involved in the scene here. Um, yeah, so uh, we we really think that that was a fantastic platform for us to showcase Myanmar to the world. And I think and I think um, it opened a lot of eyes for people who watch who watch the show. Oh, definitely. It does open a lot of eyes and it reaches many parts of the world because Netflix is probably the biggest uh, platform on the internet where you can watch movies and documentaries and everything, right? Exactly. So if you're Netflix and chill now, you can watch Burmese Lewe. Lewe and chill, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. WSC, they had their first show in the beginning of 2017. Was it difficult to get started in in the beginning? Um, I think there were some challenges. Um, one of the things World Lewe Championship does differently from um, the rest of the traditional Lewe organizations is we really try to push the content to a global audience. So we tweaked the rule set a little bit, made it safer for for um, the fighters. Um, we introduced judging system, so which traditionalists were frowned on because usually... Um, in a traditional layaway match, if there's no knockout, it ends in a draw. And if somebody gets knocked down the first time, they can call it what is known as an injury timeout, timeout and, um, and have two minutes to rest before they start fighting again. But we changed that to, to um, protect the fighters, um, introduce medical protocols, safety checks and stuff. Um, and we in- introduced the judges as well to, um, to make the event more exciting if you have a 10 fight fight cut and nine fight ends in draws i think for for burmese audience they're used to that but for global audience where you have so many choices in terms of what you can watch during that time that won't be as exciting so we decided to introduce judges to to give a definitive winner so when we started introducing all these changes initially a lot of traditionalists were frowning upon what we were trying to do um but I think now that we've done six events and now that we've grown to where we are today, they've seen that we're not removing the essence of what Lewis is really about. We're just tweaking it a little bit and making it suitable for for the, the global audience to, to enjoy. Was there a lot of backlash or was it very minimal? There, were, there was a little bit. There was a little bit. Um, we needed to explain a lot and... I think for first two events, maybe some fighters were not sure whether they wanted to be a part of this. Some gyms were hesitant. Um, so there was there was a bit of gro- there was a bit of growing pains. But I think um, as as time has gone on and as they've seen how our show is done, um, we've pretty much cornered the market in terms of playway now. So um, yeah, so it's very very positive now. Yeah, I think once you get the fighters on board, you get the gyms on board, 
the fans will just follow eventually. Yeah, and, and I think the fans see it too that um, traditional layway events as five, six hours long, we try to compress hours into a three-hour show and um, give them as much excitement as possible in a short, short time frame, which works for every event. Yeah, nobody really likes sitting through five-hour shows, six-hour shows. I don't care how much yeah. you like fighting. Yeah, it's too, lo- it's too long. For the promotion, you currently have three champions. You got Tutu, middleweight champ. You got Arthur, Salidoc. Yep. He's a light middleweight champ. And then you got, I hope I'm saying his name correctly, Saul Ho-Ong, yep. the light welterweight champ. Am I saying his yeah, name right? So- so um, he's Saw Tuong. Okay, Saw Tuong. And as he's, um, he's a light mid, light welterweight, but he's, um, we have two belts. We have the World Championship belt, which is Tutu and Arthur. And then for Saw Tuong, we created a different belt, which is uh, known as the National Championship. The belt itself is silver instead of gold. Um, because I guess there isn't enough... Um, talent at that weight class yet but we wanted to de- develop that so we created a national championship for the local guys coming up in the ranks to fight over what is happening with the champions are they going are you planning on having them defend their title really soon yeah so our next event is january probably january middle of january and uh yeah we'll definitely have at least one world championship fight during that during that event um yeah we're just trying to figure out now viable challengers and who should be next in line to to compete for, for the belts. But both Tutu and Arthur are ready to, to defend their titles. Are you planning on bringing introducing new weight classes, new belts? Yeah, so um, we have middleweight, light middleweight. So the next one that's most likely will probably be light. No, it will be welterweight, which is in Lewe, it's 67 kilos, 135 pounds or so. So that'll probably be next in line. We have a few fighters at that weight class already. Um, one of them is Soling Wu. is a really, really famous um, Lewe fighter. And yeah, we'll probably introduce that in the next event or two. What is the, the talent pool like in Myanmar, you know? How, like, what kind of percentage of people are actually practicing Lethway? Uh, I, I think it's huge in certain parts of the, of the country. Um, in the past, there hasn't been that... Um, people like to watch it, but nobody really wants to practice it because they don't see the, the viable um, career path that they can go down. Um, but I, I'm hoping that World Labour Championship is slowly changing that. So we are, we want to show uh, potential up-and-coming fighters, aspiring fighters, that um, we are giving you a platform on a global stage where you can showcase your skills. We have partnerships with one championship with a few other um, promotions around the world where you can travel to and you can um, test yourself in different martial arts. So... Uh, yeah, we're hoping to to change the the perception of Leiway as a uh, poor man's job. 
You mentioned that you have a partnership with One Championship. You know, a lot of people speculate what this partnership is. Could you define the partnership? Yeah, so um, well, even before World Labor Championship was formed, um, the chairman of World Labor Championship, Mr. Zetiha, he's always been interested in, in mixed martial arts and martial arts, um, sponsored the first... Uh, one championship event in Yangon, and then decided to use one championship as sort of inspiration behind why we launched World Labor Championship. Um, and to today, every time they come to Myanmar, uh, we are the official event partner. So we help them with permits, we help them with government relations, um, we help them with getting Burmese fighters. Yeah, so we have, we have a close working relationship with One Championship. So, fighters that fight for WLC, they can actually go fight for One Championship. Yeah, so we, we've actually seen that a few times already. There's, there's, there's been a few instances where um, when One Championship has events in Yangon that some of our fighters fight on those cards. It, it makes my shot rules. Wow, that's that's incredible because that is showing people of Myanmar that you can actually take this professional sports career and make it into a real career, not like what you said earlier is it's just like a dead end type of job. Yeah, and and it's and it's more fun for them too because you get to test yourself in mixed martial arts and in all the different martial arts disciplines in and get to travel the world in different countries. So it it's a uh, it's we we do it as not just to grow the sport of layway, but also to grow the the people and the involved and really elevate Burmese Myanmar and the Burmese culture as a whole. Now I see that you guys are bringing in a lot of foreign competitors. Uh, is there a lot of interest from fighters around the world? There is actually. Um, there's always been interest in layway because of. Um, how it's marketed. People see it as the last frontier in terms of if you try kickboxing, if you try mixed martial arts, this is the last thing you can try. Uh, but as as we've grown and as we've seen how big World Level Championship has become, we've got um, kickboxer, kickboxing world champions coming to our events. We've got interest from ex UFC fighters. So it's it's really it's really growing hips and bounds, and we always get messages and calls from fighters all around the world who want to test themselves in, in Lewe. Earlier you mentioned that you work with other promotions, not just one championship. What are some of those relationships you have going on right now? Uh, we send our fighters to Thailand, to Cambodia, to um, China, and it's sort of a, a sort of a reciprocal relationship. So. When we have our events and we need fighters from certain countries, they send their fighters over. And when, um, like, we've, we're trying to um, create a better relationship with the fighters in Cambodia. So we're sending our fighters there and they're sending their fighters to our shows as well. So it's kind of like a mutually beneficial partnership. Yeah, it seems like Cambodia is also a market that has been untapped until recently. And it's growing yeah. fast. Uh, are there yeah. a lot of leftway fighters or competitors in Cambodia? Um, the Cambodians are 
really, really passionate about their own form of martial arts, which is Premier Boxing. Um, and what we did the last for our last layaway event is we signed the number one Premier fighter. And the second we announced that signing, we had 20,000 more followers on our Facebook page. So I guess that's how we grow the sport. We just bring in their top fighters, test. So um, you get interest from both countries. And uh, yeah, and I think because of that, we, we get a lot of new fans in, in all these different countries. Yeah, that's in- incredible. You've had six events so far, all in Myanmar. Any plans of having events outside of the country of origin? Yeah, that that is the next that's the next step that we plan to take. We have a few different things in the works. Um, what and a, one way we're gonna grow the sport internationally as well is we're gonna start a kind of a reality TV show um, in the vein of like the Ultimate Fighter and 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 all the all the other competitions. Um, the first season will be entirely for Myanmar in Burmese and targeted at the Burmese audience. But the second season, what we plan to do is bring in fighters from all over the world and compete in Lewe and the winner gets a, a five-figure five, five contract with, with World Lewe Championship. And of course, we want to, we want to um, do our shows overseas as well. So we explored different um, countries, Singapore, Thailand, Philippines. We'll definitely do an international event in either 2019 or 2020. Um, somewhere in the region. If a fighter is watching right now, watching to this interview, this podcast, and they want to compete for World Lethway Championship, how would they get connected with the promotion? The, um, hit me up, or just send me send a message on on on, on Facebook to World Lethway Championship. Um, we've got a lot of fighters that want to fight for us, so. Um, I wish I could have all of them, but um, we we try to we try to bring in the world champions in in the other disciplines to so try to win a belt somewhere, be be the best in kickboxing or be the best in wushu, and then yeah, and then we can discuss how we can work together in the future. Now you know with the promotion, what needs to be done to spread the art of left way to every corner of the earth. Do you believe? Um, I think it takes time because it's so, it's it's so um, new. We're coming from a point where people don't even know what Leiway stands for, so uh, we have to really introduce to them the entire sport and educate them about it. So I believe we have the product now um, that can do it. Uh, it's more about time getting exposure to new audiences everywhere tv deals and um as we as we continue that that progression we just need to keep um keep growing and and before long i think we'll see like lewe gyms in england in spain we'll see fighters from all over the world who are training exclusively in their way well, Jared, thank you for your time, man. Uh, it was good talking to you, and uh, we'll definitely can, you know, keep talking and seeing the development of WLC in the future. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, best of luck. And thanks, man. Come out to Yango one day. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, I will.